This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, gay listeners and other listeners who want to go on vacation in South Florida and have an awesome time? Hilton is got some great LGBT weekend plans. They got the Diplomat Resort and Spa in, Ho- in Hollywood, Florida. The Conrad, Miami. The Diplomat Resort in uh, Vintro Hotel, South Beach. The, all part of the Curio Collection by Hilton. This is South Florida and everywhere that Hilton is a welcoming place for all LGBT people. We all know Hilton's a huge supporter of the LGBT community, uh, uh, Capital Pride in Washington, D.C., gold sponsor of NYC Pride, presenting sponsor of the GLAAD Media Awards in NY and L.A., which are acronyms for New York and L.A., or abbreviations. SCUBA is more of an acronym. If you like SCUBA, get your ass down to South Florida. If you're a gay snorkeler, get yourself down. If you're a straight snorkeler but you like to go to fabulous places, get down there. So do me a favor and check out gooutdothilton.com. Goout.hilton.com. LGBT travel ideas begin here. Ignite your own memorable moments, discover top gay destinations, and experience the most exciting places to go, including Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Now look, I'm a straight guy with terrible taste, but I know that Miami's a dope spot to go, so get down there and check it out. All right, listeners, now it's time for the podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your host, your boy, the number one fuck boy. The number one fuck boy. The number one fuck boy. John Gabris. Thanks for tuning in. You have no idea what the fuck this is about. Um, if you're just listening to a podcast because you're a Pat Walsh fan, at this point you are shutting it off and going, I miss Pat. <laughs> And thank you, by the way. That makes my day to hear you say that <laughs> imaginary person that John made up. <laughs> Joining me in the High and Mighty studio is writer, comedian, gambler, ginger, Pat Walsh. <laughs> hey, guy, you think I'm a ginger? Are you? See, I, I've been told it enough that I have to admit it, I guess. I feel like my hair is brown. I feel like your hair is brown, but you have like that orangey beard. The beard I know is, is orangey, yes. Yeah. Sure. I would describe you as a redhead, but that is an unfair description. I would I'll say. I'll take it. I, I get it a lot more lately, and I just have to kind of admit it. I don't right. know why the bad connotation. There is no bad connotation. It's like. Ron Howard. You're still white. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that's the win. <laughs> that, <laughs> you know? There's no. Like. <laughs> You're still ranked above in the uh, once, yes. the, once uh, Donald Trump's in office. That's so, true. Yeah, you'll still be given full rations. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You'll still your family will still be uh, awarded to be Sector Four or whatever's going to be happening. I'm uh, actually I I think Trump's a great guy, and I don't know why he's getting the bad rap. Yeah, I mean he's a businessman, a leader, charismatic. You know, my my Charming mom truly believes this shit. Does she really? Yeah, because she just likes it. Like my mom doesn't fa- literally doesn't know anything about politics, and I can say that. Put any word I want at the end of that sentence. Right. My mom only knows about <laughs> Your nursing. Your mom's a slow woman. Yeah, my mom's a nurse, yeah. and that's like pretty much all she knows about. And um, and uh, fast casual restaurants around the Long Island area. <laughs> but she is like, well, I like Atlantic City, so Donald is my vote. <laughs> I was like, mom, we have to talk. Wow. I'm going home over Labor Day, and I'm going to just campaign. Well, there's a lot of your moms out there. You yeah, know? there are, and that's what's crazy. Yeah. And young, newly conservative weirdos. Yeah. Yeah, that's you. We just tap the extent of my political uh, knowledge. Oh as yeah, I'm well. out. I know Donald Trump and the woman are bad, running, and, <laughs> and the lady is good, is what I've heard. <laughs> the lady's good. The screaming orange butthole man is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so 
as always on High and Mighty, uh, if you rate me five stars and roast me in the comments, I will read it on air. As a matter of fact, people out there who are giving me compliments in the ratings, I appreciate it, but I'm not going to read it on air because <laughs> yeah. that seems too full of myself. But this is <laughs> having a podcast where you read uh, aloud by yourself is not full of myself. <laughs> All right. The name of this podcast, uh, the name of this review is This Changed My Life from Steve Linenkamp. After listening to Gene Gabris's podcast, I decided to lose weight. After just one episode, I realized that I could not end up like this guy. Just in the last four weeks, I've lost 15 pounds. Every time I lose my momentum, I listen to another episode, and it gives me the needed boost to continue bettering my life because I will say again, I cannot end up like this guy. Love the podcast. P.S. All hail the podfathers. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck any of that means. I mean, I know what the first part means pretty well. <laughs> is the Podfathers a podcast? Oh, maybe. Is that his own podcast? Is he throwing it out? Did I accidentally you give him a... You might have just given oh, him a promo, fuck. yeah. I'll have that edited out. <laughs> Later on, I'll say five <laughs> racial slurs and leave it in, but I have that edited yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Because that's where my moral standings are. Um, all right, this is called Bambuizi. Oh, this is from Bambuizi. I like to imagine that John Gabrus, with an H and G-A-Y, is actually a half-assed character created by Gino Lombardo, who is a more pathetic, sad, moronic, less interesting, even bigger stereotype than himself. Subscribe, five stars. I think I'll, this is going to depress me and a lot of other people. I think a lot of people listen to my podcast just because I played Gino on Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. And I think to the point where like they tune in and it's like not the same shit at all. <laughs> like, and they're like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this would be Gabrus and Nick Kroll yucking it up. <laughs> that feels, uh, I feel bad. But um, I'm sorry, guys. Should I do in, like a Gino episode? Sure. That, am I allowed to do that? Should I, do I have to ask Scott Ackerman if I could do it? Probably, I guess, probably my character. It's your character, right? Right, yeah. They didn't give it to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> then, then, yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want with it. Nah, I'll let Scott keep it. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to be doing it. Right. <laughs> That'd be funny if Scott's like, look, dude, shit's falling apart. Can I go on the road as one of your characters? <laughs> you, I mean, did you sign a contract or no, something? No, I didn't. <laughs> there, are contra- there are podcast contracts. Yeah, happening. you got to be careful, dude. I sign yeah. whatever people put in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll sign <laughs> any headshot you put in front of me. <laughs> Pizza boxes. <laughs> um, I was, I remember seeing a picture of Action Bronson in like Prague signing a pizza slice. Like some kid ran up to him and was like, "Will you sign my pizza?" <laughs> and Action Bronson a box or a slice? Just the slice, like the bottom of the slice. Like what he was like oh, okay. half eaten. I'm picturing and, a guy pressing a magic marker into cheese. No, yeah, it's on the on the bottom half right. of a slice of pizza. <laughs> so he's gonna keep that forever. Then? I guess so. <laughs> All Which, right. it's. With Instagram, it's worth it at that point. Yeah, but look, he got a, he got a shout out on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is from uh, the review is called Sonic Rules, the perfect podcast. If you enjoy the feeling, oh yeah, I read this one already. <laughs> you think it's the Hedgehog or the popular chain restaurant? Sonic? Oh, that's a good call. It's probably um, it's probably the Hedgehog. I would the, think. Uh, form, Are the, there new Sonic games being made still? From what I hear, there is a Sonic movie being written. Oh yeah, shit, being made. Um, and I think Who's there are playing new games. Sonic? I don't know. That's a good question. What nationality do you think Sonic is? Does he have an accent? I mean, I always assumed white, but I was—I grew up very sheltered. <laughs> I always assumed I mean, he was a, a, a lower middle class Irish guy. <laughs> he's a fucking hedgehog, yeah, so he's exactly. one of us—a tunnel digger yeah. and tin knocker. That's how my dad would relate to me about my heritage. Is I had to imagine Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog He built these city streets Okay You enjoy <laughs> Yeah They run a good Waste management program 
Well, uh, yeah, I guess he's white, right? I always thought he was black because he was fast. I guess that goes to show you what sure. my different point of view. I mean, I could. See I live Kevin a different Hart. kind of shelter. I'd life. watch Kevin Hart as Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, that changes the tone a little bit because you would think Sonic's a little confident, but that would be really fun to have Kevin. Oh man, I dropped all my. I'm not gonna do a Kevin Hart. <laughs> I just <laughs> aren't you did. because that sounded like maybe you were. I almost just did. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm t- I'm telling the line here. <laughs> I have to at, at work when we have a table read. I I often have to read the characters who aren't there. Oh. And when it's Garrett Morris, when it's uh, like this week, it was two chains. <laughs> so it comes around. And I have six lines as two chains. He's going to do the show, but couldn't come to the table. Read. <laughs> so then I have to think, well, I need to sell these jokes. <laughs> but now do I have to talk in a stereotypical it'll be, well, like, black voice? I it's, did. A, it's horrific. I did a table read uh, that you were at, actually, where yeah, I had to do. Already already line. Line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was like, like so stressful. <laughs> well, you were awesome. Yeah, I, I was riding on. Uh, crashing the Apatow shows coming up on HBO, and they were like, "We need an Artie Lang type because Artie can't be at the table read." And I'm like, "Well, even though I know Gabers would be perfect, it's more your vibe." But I'm yeah. like, "I have to call him now and say, hey, I thought who reminds me of this morbidly <laughs> obese drug addict?'" And I thought of you, and that's essentially what I had to say. But I don't. I hope you didn't take it personal. I didn't take it personal. I take it as a compliment. You're yeah. offering me anything is cool, and also Artie is the fucking best. And yeah. I'm well aware that I'm pretty deep into the uh, northeastern, the, the tri-state overweight addict <laughs> area. Yeah. Well, then the other role I wanted to uh, this is to give I was you, just about to jump out on this for the two I broke wish, girls. Yeah, role. I wish you still had the. Uh, I could probably. The exact I could probably pull it up. I'm not but, supposed to look up anything, but we're still in the beginning of the podcast. So I recommended you for the part that guy they got fucking sucked and it still should have been you but i i go gabriel should be perfect for this role he's, he's looking up the script now but <laughs> the, the character description which i had not read was like this guy's just a real disgusting piece of shit like a complete slob it was overweight it was brutal lazy it was, where the fuck i i'm not gabriel just forwarded me a, a, a snapshot of the character description i was like oh god i gotta read these better <laughs> Yeah, it was very sweet of you to get me in there, which I was uh, I was stoked for. Sure. But it was just so fucking insane to when, when I I was like, you're like, I got something for you coming through, and I go, oh, is it this? Because I knew you worked there. We <laughs> yeah. didn't really talk about it that much, but I knew you worked there, yeah, uh, yeah. and that was fucking difficult as all hell. <laughs> it was yeah, mortifying to me. Uh, I cannot find it. That's I probably fine. deleted it for my own sanity. At that you get point. the gist. It was like this guy's a real disgusting piece. It of was shit. like it. It was like it, it was at this way too hard. This guy's a fat mess, comma, a real pig, is what I definitely remember. <laughs> That's it. A real pig. <laughs> I felt terrible. I feel terrible to this day. Oh, dude, please. I was so thankful to go in there. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm pumped. Okay. okay. I, and, you know, you have a whole nother season. You're still, you know. I, I want you in. Uh, yeah. I, I, I want to do any show that I know is going to run forever. I'll play the most fat, disgusting <laughs> character ever. Well, t- I mean, to take you behind the curtain a bit is that. It, things have changed now, but it used to be one guy made the decision. So yeah. if ten people would go, I love this guy. Ultimately, it didn't matter, and everyone thought that you were super funny, and the guy they cast fucking sucked. And I will not say who it was <laughs> or what the part was, so he knows. But like, yeah, I mean, Hollywood gossip on been High you. and Mighty. Oh, that's awesome. But I, re- I recommended you, and then I realized I had met you at a bachelor party, and I was like, I don't know if this guy can act at all, really. <laughs> but I assumed you were good, and that's fun because. 
I can't really like I, I'm like a, <laughs> yeah. I'm like a very specific type where it's like if it's directly over the plate I can do it. So you were you were right that I couldn't act, but you were also yeah. right that I could do these parts. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> a real pick. A real pick. <laughs> That's really funny because I actually met and then I met Jeff Baina at that bachelor party and then eventually yeah. was in a Baina's movie. Too. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's like all because of just hanging out, all just because you hung out with me one weekend. <laughs> well, I mean, you made quite an impression because uh, I have a wide mix of friends many of them are uh comedy writer types and many of them are the complete opposite type you are not a, a comedy writer type of guy uh i don't necessarily think that i am either i'm pretty uh, outgoing right but uh that trip in particular oh yeah it was like a field trip from, from kids from a special school exactly <laughs> former former guest sean clements former guest dom Durkis, ben rogers eric a uh, uh, yeah. bunch of former guests will hines joe spellman the ones i knew i i was i was fine with because but they're they're all the type of right and there's almost always writers where like you just assume they're all complete assholes right until you really force them to look you in the eyes and engage yeah they, and you're you like, seem like oh, they hate okay. you because all their jokes are like whispered to themselves and they're always whispering <laughs> and i was like was that that was that about me i'm already sensitive <laughs> so that whole dinner where i met you i was so sensitive the entire time just feeling like i was being talked about i'd make a joke and be like oh they didn't think that was funny and, um they're they're a certain type and sh you know sean i was i was at his wedding i went to his bachelor party I don't know if he likes me. <laughs> and most of the speeches at Sean's wedding were about, including his wife, were like, I don't know if Sean likes me. I will say at this moment that um, I think I maybe even mentioned this on the podcast that Sean was on. Yeah. But I replied to the email when he sent out the bachelor party email inviting yeah. him to the vet. When his uh, uh, partner, uh, when the other Hollywood handbook host, Hayes, sent out the email, I just replied with... Uh, now I know Sean is friends with me. Like that's like the moment I found out was yeah. being invited to the bachelor party. I was like, he does like me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, and, and I've known him for ten years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I started yeah. with him in New York, but I'm also the type of person that Sean shouldn't like. You know, I'm like exactly. I'm that's like, why I was so honestly thrilled to have you there, <laughs> and why our you know our, our budding friendship uh, <laughs> means a lot. But at this this dinner, you know, it's twenty five guys, and literally they're all like calculators out and like. <laughs> I don't know, you know, should we tip this? Yeah, I don't drink, I don't drink, I don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> and you made like some real loud kind of gross joke that the waitress heard and like kind of laughed at and I was like, oh, this guy I like, this guy's nice. And I, of course, I liked half the group going in and the other half I liked by the end of yeah, the trip. Yeah, They're yeah. all great guys. But uh, it was hard for being a guy walking in there who didn't know many people to like connect with any of them. Right, right. Until well, we all, I brought everybody up to my room to you <laughs> start know, drink smoking and cigars smoke and, and whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I had this big room at the Cosmo in Vegas, keeping Which, us on. Here on we topic. go. Now we're starting, you're keeping us on topic, aka starting us putting on us on topic. <laughs> yeah. At minute 13. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I had clocked you at that dinner uh, as a guy that I thought was funny and that I would like to uh, talk to, if you will. <laughs> But then when we were up there, I was like, I bet if I offer this guy some weed, we'll be fast friends. And that's that's really how it happened. I was legit struggling with a cigar. <laughs> yeah, and I was I like, hate cigars. and I was saying, I said out loud to Sean, 
oh, I'm having a hard time because I'm hitting it like it's a blunt. Yeah. And then you just literally like leaned your head and was like, would you like to smoke some weed? And I was yeah. like, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this dude has a fucking balcony at Cosmo and we're blazing weed over, and I'm a big Vegas head. Yeah. And then that's all that we needed to get started on our, our friendship was. Yes. The, the, and then it and then retroactively, we, I didn't even, because I didn't know, I didn't really know who you were either. So right. I retroactively found out more and more about you. And we're like, oh, we do have a lot of shit in common. Yeah, we're yeah, both yeah. in the business. We're both doing comedy and stuff. Right, right. But for me, I was just like, oh, I don't know who this guy's friends with. Sean, I, I I like him. He's the only, he's the only one talking to me. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know we kind of cleared everybody out and made love on that very balcony <laughs> yeah. that night. We spread out uh, uh, two grams of a <laughs> top shelf indica and yeah. made love all evening long. I shook a uh, my wallet full of twenties uh, all over the bed, <laughs> and, and we I, just kind of I, roll, I had with, you roll around in it a was nude. A decent proposal. It yeah. was a rather very decent, very decent. Um, so, oh, dude, we just. Look, this is how this is how good I am at hosting this podcast, or this is how good of a guest you are, because you have steered us directly into talking about Vegas. Yeah, but we went through our origin story of uh, Vegas there, but also I brought up my mom loving AC and why she likes Trump, mm-hmm. and that's what that was my gateway. If we're let's, we're talking, the topic today is Vegas. We're talking about yeah. Vegas, the city, the experience, what it means to go there for an extended weekend, and, and what you're supposed to do while there. We've sort of accidentally been on theme this entire time. Yeah, right? Yeah. And like by like telling our friendship or origin story is so funny because it really does lead Takes us to, to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. All things do, really. <laughs> oh man. All things take you to Vegas. And here's the other thing. Vegas can take you to all things, brother. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> well, what John was saying is true. I uh when I go to Cosmo, which I go to every time, Cosmopolitan, it's a beautiful hotel. Yeah, I'm a Palazzo guy, but I'm sure. willing to be true. I like uh gambling at the Cosmo. I like the Love craft tables there. there. It's like a little louder and younger and Yeah, it's a real young, very attractive vibe at the Cosmo. It's very fun. Those commercials, you know, it's a lot like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody walking down the hall with no pants or whatever. <laughs> that kind of vibe. But I stayed there once with a couple friends of mine, and I won on video poker $5,000. Then I was texting them. They're up in the room, and I was like, holy shit, I just won five grand. And they were like, we'll be right down. And as I'm waiting for them to come down, I kept playing and won another $4,000. So nine grand. (laughs) I put it all in a safe in the room. That's usually my my strategy. I put it in a safe with a post-it on the safe that says no. Because I know if I drink too much or whatever. Oh, you a note to like, yourself. I was like, yeah. the cleaning lady's not going to listen to the post-it note if she's already no, 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 heading no. for the safe. <laughs> well, no, the safe is locked. But right. when I go upstairs and, you know, it'll be 1230. And you're like, I'm up. I'm going to bed. But then you're like, oh, shit. I got all that free money sitting in that safe. Right. I lost my $500 I kept in my pocket down yeah. there. And now it's like, yeah, I, yeah. Can take another, I can take another 500 out of there. <laughs> and that little message from your sober self that says no, it works for some reason. You'll see it and be like, yes, I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. I give away my debit card when I go to a That's casino. smart. You shouldn't bring your debit card. Right. I bring my credit card. So if I need to like scramble to get a meal or a yeah. fucking hand job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, credit card, and I bring uh, the cash that I want yeah, to spend Yeah, I bring the cash, not. yeah. yeah. I, and as a matter of fact, I can show you this. I start the cash very early. So here you can see. I've, oh, I, you save up I going start, into it. I start saving up knowing that I even if I remotely have one on, on yeah. record. Also, some dispensaries only take cash, so it's good to have a cash stash. <laughs> sure. And oh, I wouldn't want to put weed on a credit card either. I have been for a while. I, See, found a I new don't sp- like that. I found a new spot that is... 
I don't like that at all. They have a. Re- uh, they already when they make you sign in, I'm always like, I don't want to give you my information right. for buying this thing that's on the line of legality. You right, know? right. It's weird to me. It's been great to earn miles while buying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Pre rolls, though. I got to admit. Uh, um, so I here the, just while we're on this topic, I I have this cash strategy that a lot of my friends know about. Is, yeah. Uh, leading up to going to a casino, I start just taking out an extra $50 from the ATM or um, getting cash back at uh, supermarkets, wherever I can get cash back, and I just keep jamming it in there so that when it goes time to go to the casino, I'm like, all right, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. Let me go take out five to whatever my budget's going to be. Yeah. And then I have like, money that I hadn't taken out yet and that t- my wife I like has, that. I, I hid amongst other transactions. Yeah. I literally skim cash off my own account. <laughs> yeah, I <respect laughs> so that when that. I So then I can only take out, and I only allow myself to take out one, cash once, so then it's yes. like I take out $1,000, and then I have four hundred in my and I'm like now I have fourteen hundred dollars for the weekend. That's smart. And then I charge everything unless I'm up. If I'm right. up, I use cash for everything to yeah, yeah. to make up for it. <laughs> well, my mother for many many years uh, would use coupons for everything, so we never ate anything or drank anything that wasn't paid for with a coupon. And what same, she would do, same, 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 but yeah, way. yeah. What she would do that nobody knew about. She had a giant like Manila like multi tiered thing that she would store the, the uh, coupons in but she my i moved to new york like when i was 22 23 years old and they wanted to come visit me my mom and dad and my sister my dad's like i don't know money's kind of tight i don't know if we we're going to be able to go up there my mom revealed that anytime she uses a coupon the money she saved so if it's a dollar 50 and maybe it's a double coupon which makes it three then she puts the cash that she saved into a big envelope and saves it for like a rainy day so my dad's like, I don't think we can all afford a, a trip to New York. And she goes, but wait a minute, and brings out this envelope. Like, she's going to be the hero with all this cash in it, and it's got, like, a couple grand in it. And she's like, this is a plane ticket in a hotel. And my dad was furious that she was keeping money from him, and it led to their divorce. No! Which is a story, I, as I'm saying it, I don't know why I'm saying it on your <laughs> podcast, but it reminded me of that. Holy shit. But she was like, I'm going to be the hero. Check this out. Cha-ching. And my dad goes, you've been hiding money from me? So this entire trip to New York, I realized sort of two days into it that they were not speaking. But we're going to like the Statue of Liberty <laughs> together. My dad's walking you know, 20 yards ahead of the family the entire trip. Oh, my God. And I asked my sister, I'm like, are they doing all right? And she's like, no, no. And they were divorced within about a year, and that was the trigger. Holy shit. So be careful hiding that money. Your wife seems lovely. I'd hate to see it happen. (laughs) Shit, dude. I am going to go confess to her right now. She she does know about it, though. I mean, who doesn't have a couple hundred lying around? Yeah. She knows because she... Hollowed out coffee can or something. Every once in a while, she'll like be in a pinch where she needs cash for like a a delivery or something. And she'll be like, where's your cash stash? I'm like, oh, and I got to move it now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Uh, So wait, you were saying you won $9,000 with a note to yourself. We were back there. for Yeah, I won $9,000. And then... the. (laughs) The other thing that's tricky about that when you're with friends, I actually like to go alone, and I think people think that I'm going there to like get choked by a prostitute <laughs> or something. I just like gambling alone and kind oh, of spacing out. I like out. gambling. Yeah, I and love I, gambling. And I don't need someone to be next to me to right. gamble. I can get enough out of it. Yeah, and I like to go there to write a script or something, and my you know my girlfriend of four years, to her credit, I think her friends are all like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> but she'll be like... Yeah, if if you want to go, you know, once in a while to Vegas for four days to write your script and to gamble, and you don't want me sitting there going like, "Hey, can we go 
do something other than gamble. Right. She gets it and doesn't care. And her friends are like, well, you must really trust him. She's like, yeah, that's why you're with somebody for four <laughs> years is to develop some trust. But Vegas doesn't have to be the, the den of sin. You, right. You can observe that stuff. You can choose only a handful <laughs> of sins. You don't need yeah. every sin. No. I, that's I, the thing. It's got sins for everybody. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that uh, you just reminded me of the uh, John August, uh, the screenwriter, who I'm oh, a yeah, big sure. fan of his podcast. Yeah, yeah. He says he goes to Vegas to write, too, because... You don't have to be on a normal schedule in Vegas. Yeah, like if you were just right at three in the morning, you can go sit down and have a steak dinner at three thirty yeah, when exactly. you're done. Stay up for another five hours, then sleep in the middle of the day for like right. you can like fl- work as and sleep as you want. When I wake up and I'm like, you can gamble when you finish twenty pages. Those you will never see me write fast. Holy shit! Now you might be onto something here. I might need. You might have either enabled me to fucking lose my shirt, or yeah. you may have enabled me to get a fucking script done. Well, and the beautiful part of it is, is that since I work on a TV show, I'm writing a script that I know is going to give me a lot of money. You get a script fee. Right. And then the show is syndicated, so I get paid every time it airs for the rest of my life. Right. And you're sitting there and writing, and then you're kind of like, I'm going to gamble this right now. Right. I'm making this. I am working. You can <laughs> you can see right in front of you the money it's going to make you. The, the trick is to not spend all of that or something. Right, right. But you feel a little better with a loss. I went very recently and did not do well in Vegas, but after that $9,000 win, uh, Cosmopolitan started emailing or calling constantly. I had a host who was like, hey, I just wanted to introduce myself, you know, and most people don't see through it, and they're like, oh, I'm a high roller, and that's how they get idiots. Right. But I was like, no, they want that nine grand. Yeah, and and also if you're a slot player, too, because that's all that, they just need you to spend more time at that machine. Exactly. And I played video poker, and... The next three times I went back to Vegas. Now I'm at a point where they and they're w- luring you back to Vegas. So let's because maybe people don't know that much about this. Yeah, but they'll go. You don't, ha- you don't have to be a big spender to get free shit in no, casinos. I didn't spend much to win that nine grand, but with all they know and see on their books is that I went back to Los Angeles with nine thousand dollars of their money. Yeah, so they want it back. So they'll say, "Hey, next time you come out, we'll give you four nights at the Cosmopolitan. Bring a friend if you want." Oh, by the way, the Cure is playing. You know, because they they sort. I think they honestly clock what concerts I go to because they're like, yeah, I fucking like the Cure. It'd be cool to see them. And they're like, you know, we can we can bring you out for that. We can enter you in this. And then they started every time I would go, telling me at the beginning of the trip, eat and drink whatever you want. It's on us. And the guy was like, don't make a jackass out of me. But he's like, you know, porn dinners. Uh, you know, alcohol, whatever you want, is going to be on us here at the casino. So when you know that going into a weekend, it's yeah. like it's just it's an amazing experience. But I kept winning, so much I think, to their chagrin. I think making up for a long life of of horrible luck, I hit a real stride with gambling, and I would go and win pretty substantial amounts of money on video poker. Uh, and, you know, I play blackjack for long periods of time, too, but you always wind up kind of even at blackjack. Right. Video poker, you play for a while, and I do have a strategy to it that's probably way too boring for anyone to listen to. <laughs> but I play this a game called Ultimate X, which is like, uh, <laughs> it has multipliers. So if you get four of a kind, or I'm sorry, if you get uh, three of a kind, then your next hand, and you, sometimes I'm playing ten hands at once, your next hand is multiplied by like five. If you get... Uh, a straight, your next hand multiplied by 10. So you're watching this or whatever, and let's say you get a really good hand. If they deal you four aces, and you're playing 10 hands, and each of them has a multiplier of like 
10, 8, 6, or whatever, you sit there like you break into a sweat because you know that the second you hit that button, all hell's going to break loose. The siren goes off. And I won like eight grand on a jackpot the next time I went <laughs> with these things. And you're like, fuck, like it's so exciting. And this is how people get hooked. And the saddest intervention was a guy who was addicted to video poker. If you yeah. saw it, he's the most weaselly motherfucker in the world. Oh, and, I can only imagine. But they're interviewing him, and it really hits home because he's like, but I have one before, and as soon as I win again, then all my losses will be gone. That's like how he talks. Oh, God. And, and that's what is the truest thing about that. It's so true. Because when you get it, it is like... Uh, especially for a guy who struggles with serotonin, you know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm always riding that line of depression. Uh, when you get that big thing and it's like they're going to hand you $8,000, especially if you've gone down like 500 on the trip and you're like, right. ah, I'm bummed out. I lost 500. Yeah. To know that you're getting that back times 16. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, you get hard. Like, it's like oh, it's, you're telling me, dude, <laughs> it it's is like, so exciting. And then you're chasing it and you want more and more and more. You got to just get up and go to the room, put it in the safe, step back for a minute. Yeah. Or like you're foaming at the mouth. Or take $200 and go eat like an insane meal exactly. or something. Treat yourself right or whatever. Yeah. Go- the, the problem with going with friends when you win that amount of money is they expect you to pay for everything from that yeah. on too. <laughs> and- I'm like, well, no. Uh, I'll buy you this dinner. <laughs> yeah. And like, then we're I'll, done. I'll buy like, let's, dr- I'll, we'll drink all night on me. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm not, we- I'm not taking you out pretty woman style yeah. to get like new outfits. Yeah. We're not all going spa treatments tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not Nick Papa Giorgio yeah. Yeah, all of a exactly, sudden. Exactly. Exactly. So, my my whole family is are, are gamblers. My grandpa went to Atlantic City once a month his whole life. Even after his wife died, he would take the bus. Yeah. My mom went to goes to Atlantic City to date twice a week, uh, twice a month. Yeah. My dad would go with her all the time. Um, st- early on, we went to uh, like the Bahamas, and I was like twenty two, and my brother was. My brother was just legally allowed to gamble there, which was either 18 or 21, I forget. Yeah. And we were su- super young. I'd either been to a couple, casino a couple of times or not at all. He had never been. We walked in. We, we put hundred. We put uh, $50 each in the Wheel of Fortune slot machine. Okay. We're just playing it. And then we're like, oh, spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. And we hit it. Yeah. Da, 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 and it hits 1,000, which is the highest thing on it. Nice. And we are literally like 20 and 22. And we're like, print take the thing out we're like a thousand dollars we went to the fucking uh thing and you're hooked for life and then we are hooked yeah. to date for life when we go to and um, when we go to vegas together me and my brother if we're yeah. at the same bachelor party we always go to the side and t- say like all right hundred dollars each in the wheel fortune sure. right now sure. yeah well then <laughs> it's gotta happen again for us it's like it's possible yeah. all those traditions <laughs> and then and rituals that go along with it but my what you and i were talking about a couple weeks ago was that you will live your life so tight on money and so frugal. <sighs> my mom is a perfect example of that. My grandma, an even bigger example of that. We're like, they didn't spend a dime. My grandma's 80. Like, I mean, she if she cracked that wallet, it was for something very specific. Coupons galore and everything else. But now my grandma is definitely addicted to video poker. <laughs> my mom, I, I anytime I call my mother, I hear the gling, gling. In the background, she claims she doesn't lose a lot, but her and her husband go now. Yeah, I get like I get uh, fucking picture texts to me and my brothers from my mom for of jackpots. Like, of jackpots, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I was like, man, this is kind of sad. Like, I never would have even occurred to me to gamble. Why would anyone do this? My mom started going, and now she's hooked, and they're all hooked. They go on trips, kind of around gambling. So I go home to Missouri to see my friends and family and everything. They got riverboat casinos in Missouri. 
So like, and the fam's like, should we get out on one of these? Things? That's where the family goes now to like connect with each other. We wind up sitting in a row of six people silently pushing the button and then comparing jackpots and shit. But that's the best. I would much prefer that no, to my current relationship with me. my parents. Believe yeah. me, it's great. <laughs> but the, there's something about gambling, and I, you know, I just bought my first house and I, I i've always been very strict on money and i'm not the guy who gets a fancy car you saw what i pulled up in <laughs> sky blue prius sky blue prius uh it's Perry a periwinkle is a plug-in yeah you could you could say periwinkle you wouldn't be wrong <laughs> but uh you know i i know my nut yeah whatever you know i know that like i i never want to be in a bind again i've been there i've been broke i'm not going back there right again. yeah but when you get there and you're gambling, especially with video poker, where you kind of have to invest some hondos, you in have that to machine. lose a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, and I'm throwing them in like not even thinking about it. Meanwhile, I go home, and if Amazon raises a Blu-ray from 11.99 to 12.99, I wait till it goes back down. I'll wait weeks. I'm the same way. My wife was just like. Buy new shoes, and yeah. I'm like, no, I'll just wait because I, I'm, because I'm, I'm even more piecemeal money, but I, right. I do, I do fine, but I'm always like, I'll wait till a, I'm, I know that gig I did, I'll get a big paycheck then, and then I'll buy shoes and two other things I need then, but yeah. then I'll go to, I'll go to Vegas when I'm like in between jobs and be like, look at what kind of money I have in the checking account, and I'll be like, this is the most I could possibly lose, and, and I you lose it, and I bring yeah. it, <laughs> yeah, bring it, yeah. Hopefully you come back with some. Um, so recently I was in Vegas with uh, some friends, former guests the podcast doug man who i think you also know and dan gregor yes and i broke even and i considered it a win oh I, sure I so assume it is. i'm gonna lose so when i'm leaving there you know honestly five trips in a row and i get those nice three-month hiatuses every year with nothing to do <laughs> and they're asking you you want to come out for seven days this time you want to bring your girlfriend for a week over new year's eve <laughs> stay at a luxury hotel for free on new year's eve <laughs> Go up to the club for free if you want to go there and for midnight. And they're like, just pr- the unspoken thing is, you're going to spend a, f- uh, a bunch of yeah. hours. You're going to be getting putting that money back in and there. And they're right. Yeah. You know, and my girlfriend was in med school and, and studying her ass off. So I'd go down and gamble, you know, and it works <laughs> out great. But like, when we go together for like a romantic weekend when she is free or something, I have to prime myself off these fucking machines. I cannot. Uh, we, That's we, why I like to go along because I, I hate the guilty feeling of like, uh, yeah, no, we'll go to dinner in a minute, honey. Yeah, I, I, I hate to, like, after this one, we have to go to sleep. Yeah. Cause and I'm like, you don't have to ever go to sleep. <laughs> that's true. But also, when I hear myself saying, well, just after one more big win, then I'll pack it up. I'm like, I'm the guy on the fucking intervention. Right. And I'm in complete control, and I'm winning. I'm up. I'm way up. I'm up to an extent where I can't really ever be down in Vegas, because I will never let myself lose on a trip. Like more equivalent than, to what you that yeah. would never happen. Right. I'm never going to go on a trip where I lose nine grand. That right. wouldn't happen. Well, so I'm let's safe. Say, let's say hopefully in a couple of years, losing yeah. nine grand is even less of like. Well, sure. <laughs> I, I read that article of uh, the the guy who ran uh, Deadwood. Oh, uh, Milch. Milch. Milch is a big time gambler. He, well, it, it was. It's actually an amazingly written article. It was in the Hollywood Reporter of all places, but. <laughs> They, it starts with like the wife calling her accountant to like ask about you know some loan or something, and he's like, "Well, what are we going to do about David? And we need to put him on a, a allowance." And she's like, "He's a sixty year old man. What are you talking about? Like, he's worked on five massive shows that yeah. he created." <laughs> and the uh, accountant was like, "You don't know?" And she goes, "No, they were broke. They were completely broke." 
And it started with Vegas, but then he did that luck show. And got into horse racing. Got super into horse racing. So he'd buy a horse, like Piomai style. <laughs> and he starts losing money that way, but never told her. So you got to live with that secret. But how does David Mill, let's say conservatively, this guy, you know, did Hill Street Blues and all that shit. He's been in the business for 40 years. Yeah. Let's say conservatively that guy had $40 million, but I think it was more. And I think right. the article says it was way more. How do you, when you lose a million, how do you not go, holy take shit, a year off. I have to get my life in order. Yeah. How do you take that down to zero? Unless you're just going, well, I'll get back up, I'll get back up. Which is what you do. Yeah. Norm MacDonald has lost all of his money three different times. Yeah. Our, our, He's broke now. He lives in an apartment. Dude, we we're talking about Artie Lang earlier. Yeah. We really what, were. What accidentally, this? like, that was yeah. like our little thesis introduction there. Artie's... Uh, Infamously uh, lost, lost it all, and yeah. gotten it back. Yeah, yeah. I, the, a lot of uh, actors and stuff you hear, like Affleck, Affleck loses yeah. a lot of money and, and allegedly wins some too. Like, didn't he get caught like trying to count cards? He got like, caught, yeah, counting cards. <laughs> that's so. That makes Ben Affleck. And I already am a huge Affleck apologist. I'm a big fan. Sure, and I think apologist. He's a, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a solid director. Um, I agree. Yeah. And, uh, when he when he started doing that, I was like, okay, dude, all right, because I think yeah. everybody suspects they didn't write Good Will Hunting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it, assuming he and Damon wrote that, and he's a, he is obviously directing these movies. I love Gone Baby Gone. Right. Gone Baby Gone is so good. His acting is he's always serviceable. Right. You know the guys. <laughs> he's, he's a handsome, he's fuck, strong jaw. He's very handsome. Uh, but solid Batman. I hated that movie, Batman. It I didn't hate it as bad. much as everyone else, but he was a solid Batman. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll grant you. Yeah, Keaton's it's not the most difficult role. Keaton, yeah, yeah, of yeah course it is it's not the best. most difficult role yeah. to only move your lower jaw, which <laughs> I just already yeah. said was Affleck's biggest, best trait. Yeah, yeah. It's the only visible part of his body. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, he's he's apparently got a problem, but you feel like he's not losing $5 million on a trip, is no, he? No, no. I feel like that's... I don't know. I like that. I'm, like, cool with losing money, but yeah. it is always will be percentage. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> Here's my thing. I actually can count cards. <laughs> um, which it's fairly easy to teach yourself, but the, my, like the plus or minus system is yeah. that the one you use? Yeah. And my buddy's going through it with me, and every single time I had the count exactly right. And at home, for some reason, you can kind of you can't predict what the next card will be. But anytime I would like push up my fake bet when I'm, when I'm practicing with my friend, I would get a blackjack or I'd get a, and I'm like, this really fucking works. And then you go to Vegas, and it's double deck, and it's supposed to work like a charm. I read the book, you know, right. Beat the Dealer or whatever. They only hide one card, which could be, you know, anything. Could be a face card, yeah. But I was counting it. I never missed the count. And you jack that bet up. Sometimes I bet it's 50-50. Sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. It's not like in a movie where the guy who's counting... You know, Rain Man can always predict, like, oh, that's going to be a four or right. something. Right. That's not how it works. Yeah. The best was, you could do it's is helping it's a you. ten heavy deck. Yeah. It's helping your odds. Right, right, right. So when they say now is a great time to bet big, you can do it, but the cards are going to come up what they're going to The cards are going to go, yeah. So I think There's even, a lot of tens for everybody. Right. Yeah. Even busting somebody on counting cards to me is a little like, how with all the fucking advantages you have here as, as a dealer... You have everything. And in Vegas now, you don't even get three to two on blackjack. It's mostly yeah, it's, six to five. It's six to five now, which is crazy. And they don't All even have let advantages. it ride anymore. They're taking let it ride out because they They're move too slow. They're taking let it ride. They have all these advantages. <laughs> so if you want to use a little math and in your brain be like, well, this would slightly help me if I did. How can they bust you on that? That's crazy. I've never I, understood it. How could they see you, though, too? 
The only a way they can see you is if a guy who's betting, because this is how it kind of has to happen. You have to bet 25 every time and then 125 yeah. I, every And time. that's what I would do. If the count was like plus six and I'm betting 25 every time, then when the count gets up to plus eight, yeah, you better believe I'm gonna. I'm maybe going to bet 100 bucks or something, yeah. like, maybe even a little more. And when that pays off, it's very exciting. But if they see you, then immediately go back down to 25. To 25, yeah. then you start looking suspicious. But you got to have a lot of ammo to approach somebody with that claim. Right, right. I feel like. You have to be watching them for a while. You have to have something. Have you played uh, Free Bet Blackjack in Vegas? No, which one is that? Maybe. Just when I was starting to get a little bored with the mechanics of Blackjack, this Free Bet comes along. So here's the gist of this game. I've won quite a bit on this game. Oh. But it's never video poker. Where th That's where you win a ton immediately. Blackjack's a slow... Right. Blackjack is a grind, and then you got to pull it out right at the last Yeah, because moment. you can be up 200 and be like, oh, this will never go away, and five minutes later, you're out. Yeah, you're like, it's like going to the room. Yeah, like call, exactly. Uh, yeah, calling your wife with like... <laughs> trying to do the math on how you fake how much you lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Free bet was just appealing to a degenerate at just the right time. It's a spin on it, but it's also pretty easy. The gist is, anytime you get a split, meaning like if they deal you two eights, normally to split that, let's say you're betting 25, to split you it, you put in another 25. Yeah. They cover it for you. They give you $25. So if you win that, you win the 50 Okay. If you lose it, you only lose 25. Same with a double. If you have a 9, 10, or 11, they'll double it for free. Where it gets a little weird is, is of course, you're going to take the free double, but you're going against a 10. The odds are against you, but you're not going to turn down a free 25. Right. Then you see that like the book's kind of bullshit because people are betting on these crazy things and winning. So, like, you'll double down on a 9 and get a 10, and then underneath the 10 is a 6. Yeah. And a 10. And you're like, what was I so scared of? Free bet <laughs> kind of, like, pulls the curtain back a little right. bit. Right. That's weird. What's the disadvantage they hit you with? Blackjack probably plays 2 to 1. Blackjack is the one of the only games where it pays 3 to 2. I don't know how. So, you have every advantage. Their advantage is that on, if they the dealer gets 22, they push. They don't bust out. But you can play for two hours and not even have that happen, where they hit 22 spot on. Right. Um, but you can also play for two hours and never get a split or a double. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of anybody's guess. But when you get dealt an 11 against a 6 or something, and they're doubling that for free, you start to get tempted to bet more and more. Because, okay, if, you, if you're betting 10 and they match it, great, you want an extra 10 bucks. Right. But let's say you're betting, and I've ne never bet anywhere close to this, but 500 bucks. Right. They're matching that, too. So if you're dealt two nines against a six and you want to split them, and then you you know they'll they'll if you do one of those things where it keeps splitting and splitting and splitting and right. doubling and doubling, they do it all. So oh, off your Jesus. initial investment of five hundred, they're going 500, 500, 500, 500, 500. They can have if you were betting five hundred, which again I have not done, <laughs> you they you could have technically like four grand out there of their money, and all you have is five hundred is your initial five hundred, and if you win all that. Like, they've handed you a tremendous amount of money. That is like a jackpot. Right. Shit. Um, and they have it at Cosmo. It started with one table. Now it's really popular, and they have, like, four or five of them. But there, there's got to be, because there's got to be, uh, the house always wins. <laughs> like, right. So I I'm, a craps, I'm a craps guy. Uh, I never even learned craps. I don't want, like, I think Kingpin is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Yeah. 
I think it's every joke in it is funny, which is like, especially comedy now. Like, it, you're lucky getting three funny yeah, jokes. Yeah, all you need is all you need is a, one set piece, and you're happy yeah, that that's exactly. all that existed. But, uh, but it's Bill Murray's talking to that uh, priest, and he he takes this big drink, and he's like, "It's my only vice." And then, uh, you remember this line? No. This woman with giant giant tits comes over, and he's gambling, and like slaps her on the ass, <laughs> and then he goes, "So all right." Two vices. And Bill Murray goes, that's still very good. <laughs> Which is kind of how I feel. Yeah, like, right. I'm like, all right, I have a bit of a video poker problem, a bit of a blackjack problem. Right. That's still very good. Because right. I don't know how to play craps. I walk right past roulette. Yeah. I, I'm like, I know my, I know me. If I'm adding in more and more opportunities to lose money, I'm going to lose that money at some point. Right. See, I, I, I like to throw it around at Vegas. I mostly play craps, but if... Everyone's gonna sit down at a blackjack table that I'm with, or like you gotta do. You gotta I'll do, do it. it, or everyone's yeah. going to roulette. I'll go over there and fuck yeah. around for a little bit. I used to play Let It Ride a lot because I had I enjoy it because it moves slow. And then one time I had a solid ass. So one one time I was with Tiff. We were supposed to go to sleep, and I'm like, oh come on, let's just play for like another half hour. Right. And I'm like, I have like a pretty big bet out there. It's like twenty five each, so seventy five or something like that, which is a ten dollar minimum table. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sitting there. And the machine jams because, like, uh, Let It Ride uses that, like, shuffler, the yeah. auto shuffler, and it's taking forever. And I'm like, ugh, Tiff's like, this is taking too long. When the next machine, and I'm like, let me please, let's just play one more. Like, it feels lucky now. It feels weird. I got to stay here uh, now. And then what I'm doing is, when you, like, if you, if you weren't like wasted and you stepped back and heard yourself saying that, or if you saw a guy telling his girlfriend, you would that roast him. It doesn't so feel lucky now. You would want to just beat the shit out of that. Pathetic right. loser. I, know, I am. But you find yourself saying it. I was legit like, no, there's something weird. I said one more hand, and then the thing broke. I gotta yeah. wait for that one more They're hand. They're trying to tell me that I should yeah, keep playing. Right. I mean, obviously. So I'll stick around. It takes a while, and so yeah. I have 75 out there, and I'm like getting bored. So I just, I'm like, I put the rest of my money evenly divided by three. So it's like 110, yeah, or, uh, one, 100, uh, three times across. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's great. And then. Uh, Tiff's like, you're really going to bet all that? Well, I'm going to take back the first two if they if right. my hand sucks. And I uh, get dealt three kings. And Ugh. it's that's automatic three to one. Yeah. So, like, I'm getting already I just won $600. Right. Now I sit back and you hope for the fourth king. Right, of course. And, and I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. This is so, so, but I don't have to take back any of my bets. And I'm like, Tiff. And I'm like, I told you I should stay. I told you. I'm like, so like in her face. I'm like, now if you see that drunk guy going, <laughs> what did I fucking say? I'm not a fucking loser. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fucking hero. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna win. And now I'm being that guy. Yeah. And then he she flips over a six, and I'm like, oh fuck, king, 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 king. Yeah. And I'm not even thinking. And she flips over a six and makes me a boat from a right. And I wasn't even thinking of that. And that's eleven to one on each of those. Holy shit. Plus like the dollar a dollar big hand bonus. Is like another two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won like thirty six hundred dollars oh. with this one more hand, and I was like, "See, like, I was like, See. I won million percent, and I would imagine the listeners did as well. Thought that that was going to end with you losing. Yeah, right. so anytime you're rubbing in something that much, right. you're about to lose. Uh, nope. Sometimes you're right, motherfucker. Yeah. Suck it. But when I when I see it, because especially when I go by myself, I'm drinking significantly less, and I'll sit and really. It's my form of meditation, this video poker. I can play it forever. 
I love it. It relaxes me. I always leave Vegas very relaxed. I love to get baked and play video poker because it best. reminds you of getting baked and playing like snoot or something. You know, that's exactly kind of, right. It's kind of just like I would do this on my phone, on my Xbox. That's on exactly my, right. I just sit there and blaze and then just go. Deep, I feel deep. like being high and playing video poker is, uh, you know, a, a, a very close second to sex for me. <laughs> See, it, I feel being high and uh, swimming. Like in well, the ocean. obviously, being high and having sex is is the ultimate. <laughs> yeah. Being high and in the ocean, yeah, that's great. That's up there. Sure, that's my number two behind but, uh, being high and having sex. When and you... that's behind being high at all you can eat Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> that's like See, uh, that, being high next to a General So's tray. That would be great to me, except for the guilt that seeps in even through being high of and like, my... well, now tomorrow you're gonna have eaten all this food. Well, it's a, it's a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> but anyway, when Good you look you, over though. and see the girl with like bleated eyes. With her head in her hands, in like a beautiful dress. Yeah. You know, and like cleavage is out and everything. And yeah. she, all she wants to do is have fun. And sitting next to some guy pumping money into that slot machine <laughs> and be like, I know, in just one second, we'll go out in one second. And they're there an hour later. Yeah. I'm like, what a <laughs> fucking loser. And then, of course, you get that mindset of like, why doesn't he take her up to the room and have sex with her? What's the matter with this idiot? Yeah. And then, then you, you find yourself with your girlfriend sitting there. You're like, I can fuck you at home. Amazing. Gambling's illegal in LA. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I can fuck you at home, and I play, only play poker once a week. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Uh, it's sick what you do and the ways you rationalize what you're doing oh. and what you're spending the, and the, everything else. The math I'll do. Yeah, where I'll like oh, what I'll yeah, tell yeah. myself I really lost at the end of the week. I'll be like, I mean that wasn't bad though. Really, I only lost a thousand dollars, and it was a free room. So that's exactly. like two like and, it's a two, I, and I knock that off like I like you know they paid for my room so that's two hundred fifty dollars like I and would the pay meals. For, yeah, yeah. If, so if I took uh, Heather to Palm Springs for three nights and then we had all these nice dinners it would have cost more than a thousand dollars right right enough. yeah so what's the big deal if I lost a G the fact is you don't know that that's true at right. all no. like, and also all of this sometimes could be I lose bullshit. a G and then I also charge a fucking dinner on my card you yeah. know and then it's like so I lost a grand I go home and the weekend then cost me six hundred dollars on top of yeah. Yeah. Guys, it's time to talk about HelloFresh. It's a meal delivery system that I just got to do a free sample of. Thank you, HelloFresh. And it's awesome. It makes it so much, like, I live with my wife. She's an amazing cook. But she sometimes works late. So now with HelloFresh, a couple of days a week, I get to actually make a meal. Now, I used to cook for her before all you uh, feministas start kicking my hiney. I do cook, but I can only make like a handful of things. With HelloFresh, it's opened up my entire repertoire. Like, I made pork chops with like a glaze on it. The fact that I can't remember was like, it was so good. I made a grilled peach salad. Like I was making some insane things I would never have made before. And that's all because of HelloFresh. It's a meal kit delivery service that makes cooking fun, easy and convenient. Uh, and they only take about 30 minutes to make. It's all fresh ingredients. It comes in like a box package perfectly. You take it out. Oh, this is how you, it's got every ingredient down to the T, so you just don't have to worry about anything. Not that any of them use tea. I was using tea as in the colloquial tea. Um, they have a dietitian on staff, so as every recipe is, you know, is nutritionally balanced. It was healthy, it was filling, and it was easy to cook. I don't know what else I need to tell you guys here. I made a chicken to like souvlaki salad, and you know I hate salad, and that chicken salad was awesome. I love the chicken the best. So it gets delivered to your doorstep in a special insulated box. For free delivery, by the way. So you can get three, four, or five meals a week. And they're launching a family plan where you get meals for up to four people. So do me a favor. 
Go to HelloFresh and uh, use the promo code MIGHTY. You can get $35 off your first week of deliveries if you visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code MIGHTY. Stop ordering takeout. Start eating real food. The strategy that has served me well the most in, in blackjack is... Buy in for $300. When you double up, if and when you double up, I cash out, and I would always walk that money upstairs and put it in the safe. I can't stress enough if, if you're going to be using this as tips for Vegas. Yeah, let's get into some let's get into some tips and in, in our strat. And maybe I like these more that less than actual gambling tips, but like the psychological tips. Yeah. The tips are really fun to me. Well, if I... if. I you never want to go. You, they always say Motorhead. Lemmy says double up or quit. You know that's pretty true. Like <laughs> right. if you didn't come to, and I always say like I always say to Tiffany, and then she gets really upset. Is like I'm like I didn't come to Vegas to win two hundred bucks. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, like, and I didn't come here to only lose two hundred either. I'm going to be honest right. with you. I'm going. It's yeah. going to be a bigger. Swing. You know what? I could not agree more. <laughs> Where it started to get dodgy with me is that Heather's trying to pay her way through med, med school. <laughs> so when she'd come to Vegas and I'm throwing away, just throwing away like one of these payments. That's why I have to go by myself. If she's sitting there watching me put hundreds into the machine, I'm just like she must silently hate me. And then you get guilty and then you don't play the way you normally play and then you don't win and then you blame yourself That's for not playing the normal way exactly and then you blame right. he, then you blame your your SO your SIG of yeah. you're going well, if she wasn't here, I would have definitely been yeah. fucking winning. And now I'm like, and now I got to go take her out, and that's cost me four hundred dollars. Exactly. So I usually just eat it. If we go with Tiff, we make plan. I'm like, look, it's probably three hundred fifty dollars for you to get a massage. <laughs> go get one. Spend yeah. an extra couple hours at the spa. Don't buy anything, but definitely check out some shopping. You know, I, yeah. I'm like, give it's me not, three hours where I can just go ape shit. Please. It is not a great place for couples, really. At the end of the day, no. It's a great place for a big group of dudes. To, yes. to go have fun or honestly and i it always raises eyebrows especially with me getting to be 35 years old <laughs> me going by myself and people are like i don't get that but people don't get me going to a movie by myself yeah i, like I go to, to the i go to the movie by myself i go by yeah. myself i, I like because i like going to the movies enough i think if i was working more regularly uh vegas by myself would, would not seem weird at all yeah and if i am not since i'm not working regularly i would just like to throw out there that me sleeping on a cot in this room would not feel <laughs> weird for me at all i don't yeah. know how by yourself you like to be <laughs> oh no, no i mean i can get the two queens room they they give me the one bedroom room where it's like a full apartment and a balcony that's where we all were smoking right, that yeah. night um, the balcony is clutch in Atlantic in Vegas. Yeah, because then you can like smoke weed without the fear of sure. getting a security guard knocking on your door. I mean, the balcony on like a Fourth of July weekend when all those fireworks shows are going off and you smoke a little weed up there—it's uh, it, a goddamn dream. I truly love Vegas. I I think sometimes uh, to be there sober, I've gone there. I've gone there and done a four-day cleanse in Vegas just because it keeps you really focused. I, I have a bunch of weird hat where if I'm going to do this much, uh, you know, risk this much money and this and this, I have to be punishing my body and some oh, all kinds of weird shit. But, you know, the other thing is they come around with drinks in Vegas every 15 minutes. Right. If you're a guy like myself who was raised like if somebody's offering you something free, you take it and don't look back. Right. 
you could have, you could if you're sitting there two hours, you could have had eight drinks in two hours. For I free. have been and known, people do it. I've been known to drink about ten vodka sodas while playing uh, craps, and be you think nothing of it. Absolutely annihilated. When yeah. I go to take my first piss, I'm like, Jesus, I can't believe I'm finally pissing. Like the adrenaline kind of settles down in your yeah, body, yeah, yeah. and you're like. Oh fuck! And you like walk back over to the table, see what kind of chips you have, and you're like squinting now. And you're like, I am lit as fuck yeah. right now. It's bad news. So for me, and they I know what they're doing. They want you that drunk, right? Because you're just gonna get looser and looser with every yeah. decision. Which is also why I think that they don't crack. I'm not con- as concerned about the weed crackdown either. I'm like, oh, don't worry. Right. I'm not gonna stay up here and watch movies. I'm gonna come down there and get <laughs> yeah, exactly. lo- lose my money. Yeah. Um. So I used to really like gambling. Like I, I, that's why I would go to Atlantic City. And then as I got older and as I, because I would go to like Atlantic City and if I went with friends and they were like, we're all going to go to the club, I'd be like, cool, I'm going to just go play craps. Yeah. Same here. And now at this age, I still don't go to clubs or anything like that. Yeah. But at this age, I like Vegas. And since it's not just like one night in Atlantic City with your buddies and I'm an adult who earns money and has a car now. Right. I can go to Vegas and I don't need to gamble the whole time. Yeah, but because I, I there's now I like other things about Vegas. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like I used to be only gambling, and right. now I'm like I don't go to Vegas without spending three hours in the hotel spa the next morning. I do not. Sure. I I refuse. I schwitz for three hours every time I go now. Cause yeah. Then because now I'm like caught up in like the weird Vegas like. Like, I like that old-timey Vegas thing of, like, let's drink and gamble all fucking night. Then wake up the next morning, eat a fucking huge-ass breakfast, shit your brains out in the room, (laughs) and then go down to the spa and spend three hours in pools drinking fucking water with uh, pears floating in it with your friends. beautiful thing. And bullshit. You fucking bring a vape pen down to the locker, leave it in your robe pocket. (laughs) And I start thinking to myself when I go down and spend a couple hours in the spa, See, this is smart. This is timing out out on the old gambling floor. I count it as literally earning money. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is three hours. That's I put five hundred dollars in my pocket. Right. <laughs> Heather, this one, the one New Year's Eve time, the guy even said, "I'll take care of massages." He's like, "Don't get a daily massage or something, but I'll take care of it." This was right after I had won a lot of money, and I was there, and I'm thinking to myself, "God damn, like this massage is three hundred dollars or two hundred eighty dollars, like." I almost want to ask if I can just get the the cash. Like this is crazy, so because I had so little interest in spending that amount of money to take care of myself. Right, right, right. I just wanted to gamble it, and it, that two hundred eighty dollars seems so insane to spend. But then you you then lose six hundred dollars, and then that's the big turn I had to make too. And then my brother was visiting once I moved out to LA. Me and our. Uh, me, him, and our wives, we all went to Vegas together. Yeah. And he's a big-time gambler, and we were super pumped. And he's like, I don't care what we eat for dinner. We'll just grab a fucking burger or something like that. And yeah. I was like, no. Let's go to, like, Ruth's Chris or whatever this... Like, he's like, what, dude? It's going to fucking cost us, like, $150 each. I'm like, trust me, this isn't the new me at casinos, because I'm going to lose $150 yeah. anyway. But at the end of the night, if I lost $600 but ate at Ruth's Chris versus lost $600 yes. and had fucking a club sandwich, what does it matter? <laughs> you will never regret... Like, if you get into one of those spots where you're up a grand, you'll never regret going and getting a real nice dinner. Right. Yeah. You're never. Not, yeah. You might later on be like, how the fuck did I lose that $1,000 in two hours? I was up. Why am I so stupid? Right. But if you go to get dinner, and I, as I was saying earlier, find a way to get off the floor. Go up to your room. If you do have to take a shit, don't do it in the casino, yeah, eh? because those bathrooms are disgusting. Yeah. And you're going to get, uh, you're going to get fucking, you're not going to, pass a cocaine drug test if you sit on a toilet seat that's exactly right (laughs) go up to the room and you get out there and then when you come back down a 
because here's just something I do as well. So let's say you win one of these jackpots. They come out and hand you $6,000 worth of $100 bills that are just sitting in your wallet. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not thinking, if you don't go up to the room and count it and go, like, hold that money in your hand. You you can keep pulling hundreds out and not realize. You keep pulling hundreds out because you're like, well, I'm up $6,000, so who cares? There was a guy next to me who started crying. We can get into sad shit we've seen in Vegas, by the way. <laughs> but I go, what's the matter, man? Are you okay? And he's like, I'm just fucking drunk. Don't worry about it. I'm just fucking drunk. And I go, what happened? And he basically told me just that. He was like he had won a $3,000 jackpot. He had texted wife, uh, family, parents. Okay. Oh, my God. Pictures of it. I won $3,000 in Vegas. Facebook tagged it. You know, everything like here here's what I did and sat there and within about ten minutes of just like, Well, I won, so I'm invincible, he went back down to zero. And oh. he's wasted and crying and he's like, No, I gotta go home and I told my wife, you know, I'm gonna get her something nice and I don't have any money. I was like, Yeah, I, I know, man. And I had that I'll guy was you. me. <laughs> <laughs> no. That guy was me and I was a time traveler version of myself. <laughs> no, the crazy thing is you say that I I know now. That I you don't text. And you do say not how brag. You're doing. That's exactly. I always right. say, and then I've realized that there's this uh, like tradition in my family. My grandpa would always say, "How you doing? Like how you doing, Pop Pop?" He'd go, "Um, not getting hurt, hurt." Which no. means you're way down. <laughs> yeah, which means he's down. But he would yeah. never say anything. And yeah. then when he was doing well, he'd be like, "I'm doing okay." He would always just say that. Yeah. And then I would be Smart. like near him, and he when he was like in his sixties, he was still totally with it at the time. Yeah, I'd be like near him, and I'd be like looking at him, and I would just see him be like. Look in his wallet or like his money clip. He's like a little slower at this point. I'm looking his money clip and I'd be like, there is visibly $4,000. Yeah. <laughs> like there is like, there is like a lot of hundreds for an old man. But he was like a union uh, TV guy for a long time. So he got like, he had a good pension, all this shit. Yeah. And he lived alone and he only had two kids and they all did fine. So he, I think he was stacking and just would fucking blow it. Yeah. My buddy, we're, well, me and my sister are always like, we're getting no money from grandma. That's right, pretty right. clear. <laughs> yeah. But my buddy Mike, uh, his grandma had passed away, and it was his mom's dad was now living alone, and started going to the casino, and her, his mom would be like, oh, "Dad, take it easy, you know," and he's like, "Oh no, don't worry about it." And as if in a Gamblers Anonymous commercial, he comes to them at Easter and asked to borrow some money of his daughter, my friend's mom, and she's like, "Dad, what are you talking about? Like you." You have the house and everything. He had put a double mortgage on the house, completely obliterated like 75 years of savings in three months since his wife had died from going to the casino every day. Lost it all, and he's coming hat in hand asking to borrow some money to like help out with the house that she had grown up in because oh. everything was gone. And I was like, I know I'm never getting to that point, but I certainly understand how that can happen. Oh, to God, I got to like make sure I'm... <laughs> I, here's the thing, I gotta make sure I'm in a relationship. <laughs> like if I think oh, that's that's so important. That sounds terrifying. Like, yeah, because if I to go to be like the guy who's 45, uh, single, alone, gets hookers. Yeah. when he goes to Vegas or whatever, that is a guy who can lose a hundred thousand dollars and on the way home just be like, God, I'm a fucking idiot. But no one knows it happened. Yeah, no one will ever know it happened. Yes, oh, you fuck. need someone to keep you in yeah. check, dude. It's so funny. I uh, just uh, I'm gonna turn it positive for my own sake at this point. Yeah. Um. I literally talk about like 
dude, I can't wait till I'm like a fucking successful actor and I'm working like three seasons on a show uh-huh. and we could just go to Vegas and ball out. I say things like that. <laughs> like I want success to go to Vegas in a more and lose in success. a better fa- in a better fashion. Yeah, to I get the, it. To the point where I'm waiting to hear back about a job and some other people who are wa- we're all waiting to hear back about the same job. I send a text like. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. If I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm thinking about hopefully we're working together for the next couple of months. And one of them wrote back like, "I've been thinking about uh, going to Vegas to celebrate getting picked up since we st- stopped shooting." Yeah. And I'm like, "That's Vegas." It's like, yeah. I hope we get picked up because that would be a life changing for my career and financial situation. Right. But more importantly, then we can go to Vegas and just go ape shit for yeah. a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You'll if, get the invite if to you that. can get. Thank you. <laughs> if you can get a host, if you can get one of those situations, it yeah. is. Such a fucking dream. And I, I always drive because I like the drive, catch right. up on podcasts or whatever. But the if flight I fl- is not if expensive fly, from LA either. No, it's about 200 round trip yeah. usually. They'll pick me up. The hotel will pick me up at the airport. And it's a 10 minute drive that's saving me like $12. Right. But you feel so fucking Oh, you cool. can feel like a fucking hero. And that's dude. their goal. And then going into the concert and being like, yeah, I'm comped. I'm actually right up here in the front. Or like, <laughs> And the problem is I never had any of this when I was, like, dating and yes. could, like, impress girls. You right, know, Heather's right, like, right. okay, great, cool. But, uh... Yeah, same here. That's the I dream. got, like, I got these, like, my D-level celebrity status gets me, <laughs> like, you know, whatever it gets me yeah. Um, is now, like, I'm just, like, me and my other, my mid-30s wife, both of us <laughs> would, like... Yeah, it's like, oh, you want to go to this music festival? It's like, not really. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not blowing away the girl that you're like, right, you right. know, trying yeah. to win she's over like, or whatever. She's like, are you kidding me? We're supposed to do this that weekend. I'm like, oh, sorry, I, I got <laughs> free tickets to some whatever. But it's the shit. The shit I'm getting offered is insane too. So yeah, I be uh, bragging about. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> but um, for so I just want to I want that I want to go. So when I went to Adam Pally's bachelor party, there it was like my first. R- Vegas trip as not with my parents. Yes. So because he got married early on, uh, he got married young, and uh, that was the first time I went there. And I like got, I was like, oh, this is. My... And then I was getting comped because I was just gambling, and I started to like come into my own a little bit of like, this is the way you got to carry yourself in Vegas. So it's now, true. You, it, maybe I don't know if you were around for any of this at ba- Sean's thing, but if you've ever seen the way I talk to dealers and stick men and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is like I am a fucking jo- yeah, I'm like Joe Pesciing. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm exactly. like you, you fucking you laughing at me, you fucking psychopath. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just screaming at everybody. I've be- started carrying myself like that, and oh, oh, this is what I was saying. Oh, when we went to the bachelor party, this guy Ben Lyons, who's like a e oh, movie correspondent. Fuck. I do know Ben Lyons. Yep. He's uh, one of the, our other friends. Sort of knew him, and he was hosting a party. At like body English at the Hard Rock. Okay, and I was like, why would anyone do that? It's like this e correspondent. This doesn't help his career. And then like as I've gotten into the business and learned more and more, you find out that there's like celebrities get like, well, give you fifty grand in chips I know. and uh, a suite I've, all weekend. And I've all gone this. to a Ben Lyons thing in Las Vegas. Like, yeah, <laughs> he must just tell everyone he knows. And there's a single guy who's probably taking a lot of advantage. Right, of Right, smart. Yeah. Um. When I started, I have never had a signature on my email ever. It's yeah. always just, if I write Pat, you're lucky. Right. Um, and I started when I would correspond with this guy, being like, hey, can I come out for four nights, August, whatever. I would write under it, co-EP of this show, as though it was my thing. <laughs> but then I would forget sometimes to even put it on there. It's not, I'm not going to make that my signature. <laughs> but they see that, and if you say, you know, I'm on Guy Code, oh, yeah, yeah. 
they flip for it. Vegas is not Los Angeles. If no. you have some sort of ties to the entertainment industry, right. they will take care of you. Yes. And you can use what you have. Oh, I should use what you have. If you don't think I've called... So here, the one night I was a PA at VH1. Yeah. And we were uh, playing in the like this like New York City media soccer league. I was like playing against the New Yorker. Yeah. And then some of the guys from the team, these other PAs and APs, we all went out and started getting bombed at the boat basin. And then someone was like... Let's take the fucking bus to Atlantic City and go straight to work tomorrow. Right. And I'm like, I can get a free room at Harrah's because I had gone a few times to Atlantic City with my mom and stuff. Right. And they were like, all right, let's go. And we, no one backed out. And the three of us get on a bus at like one in the morning. Get, uh, we're at, we get to Atlantic City at like 2.30. It's like midnight. We get there at like 2.30, like 2 o'clock. And we just start gambling through the night. And I, I call on the way up there, and I'm like, hey, yeah, I, I need a last-minute room. This is John Gabrus. I, I, I'm a comp member, but I'm here with a bunch of guys from MTV. And we're like, and I'm like That's lying. It. And I'm like PA. A bunch of guys from MTV. That's what got you yeah, in, I guarantee Right, it. and it got me. And then I started getting more and more comps from Harris yeah. and stuff. And we showed up there. They're like, any drinks tonight, Mr. Gabrus? You know? yeah. And now I, when I, I'll call and make a reservation. I'm like, look, I'm coming through there. I, I was there to film this Esquire pilot a couple years ago. I yeah. had a great time. There. You know, like, and I'll just. <laughs> you're completely lying, like, but you're. There's also a truth to it. You right. did do it. Right, I did but do it. Like, I don't think it was like worthy of me telling anyone about, <laughs> except yeah. for this one instance. Yeah, and they hear that as like you're a big deal, and you're not. Nobody needs to know that. Right. Yeah. But I always am like, yeah, you know, and make it sound like I got a lot going on. And right. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm planning on shooting through Vegas my way to London. <laughs> I've, I've said that before. <laughs> You know, like this guy thinks I'm, and then so then my host befriended me on Facebook. Oh no! Now you got to live a certain. And I was life. like, oh shit! I got to pop up the occasional pic of me on a boat or something. Now you got to do what everyone else does with social media. Now you, yeah, exactly. You, have to become you mean what you lie? Hate. Yeah, all the time. You have to become what you hate and put this best false forward. Yeah, best exactly. Fall. Yeah. <laughs> when is your next uh, Vegas trip lined up? Well, you and I were talking about going yeah. maybe September. I uh, I don't have anything it's set. Gotta, it's got to cool off a little bit. What has cool on? Weather-wise. Oh, weather-wise. Yeah. yeah. Well, Vegas is unbearable over the summer, but right. I do like going because I don't generally leave the hotel. You don't have to go outside. I like to hit the pool now. I, that's another thing. I'll do I, a jacuzzi. I'll try to get like a couple hours in, in the pool poolside. Yeah. Love, love outdoor gambling. Big fan. It's the, well, you know what I, I learned is that because they'll, they'll give me a free uh, armband to the club. You go into the club and then outside at the clubs, so you're seeing all, like, all the beautiful people and their outfits and everything. But you don't have to get in that disgusting packed dance floor. You can gamble, and they have blackjack, and they bring you around free drinks, which in a club would be forty dollars a piece. Right. But you gamble outside in there, watching the club scene like from afar. That's all I need. That's what you should do. Because yeah. I did that this past time, and I had a fucking blast. Oh, that's so... and you feel like you're going out and being a club type guy, but yeah. you don't actually have to do it. I love an opportunity to roll dice in a tank top and flip flops. <laughs> yeah, of course. When we went to Pally's bachelor party, we were at the Hard Rock Cafe. I was I was rolling dice. It's right by the pool. I'm rolling dice in a bathing suit, no shirt on. Yeah, and any I'm fucking slamming <laughs> drinks at the point. At that point, I was young. I was like Jack and Cokes. I had like uh, forty Jack and Cokes, and I would just turn, dive into the pool, take a piss, <laughs> climb out, and just dry off and start rolling dice again. Like I would be like, it's, I, it's I, a special <laughs> thing. It was so awesome. <laughs> and they're relying on that type of a person who's not ever going like, 
well, I'm, I should probably step back a minute and see how much I've actually <laughs> lost here. Yeah. That's not on your mind. Yeah, that they promote that. Yeah. They're they like, look at this guy. All right, alcohol. big guy. All right, get in here. Where are yeah. you from? Because they'll always say, where, where are you from? Because when I'm at the table, I'm like, hard 10, two on the fucking combat. Let me double down over here. I'll <laughs> uh, push, the, push the hard eight, hard six, hard four, and hard 10. Yeah. And they're like, uh, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What fucking... Omaha. <laughs> the, uh, the saddest thing I ever saw... And these things are these these are what'll keep me from being David Milch. Uh I saw at the Riverboat Casino in Missouri. I'm up there gambling on Christmas Eve. I didn't have anything to do till nine PM. This is already a very sad story. Extremely <laughs> sad that I was there on Christmas Eve. But I'm waiting to go to a party. Which of course I was an hour late to because then I got caught up in gambling. But I come out of the men's room and there's this couple three years younger than me. This was a couple years back, so they were probably late twenties or something. And the woman is sobbing. The guy ha- has tears in his eyes, and he's hugging her, and he's like, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And I stopped and pretended to be, like, really into my phone as I was walking out, like, Just started walking really get slow. get one more piece of information. <laughs> here's, here's what she says to him. I mean, before we came, we could have given them something. But now we're going to be giving them nothing. What I pieced together was that they had enough to get their kids a couple presents, but said, let's go up to the fucking casino so we can give them a lot of presents and lost it all. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm stoned enough to forget that the story was set on Christmas Eve for a moment. Christmas Eve. And I did not. And I was like, what did she mean by that? It was like Christmas Eve, Eve, or Christmas Eve, but they they couldn't. Now get their kids any gifts. And a a husband and wife crying in each other's arms outside the men's room of a casino on Christmas Eve. Yeah, you can't get like that. No. No. You can get like that when you're like 22 and then you have to like pick up lifeguarding shifts on the weekend or some shit. Yeah, you can't. First time I went, friend's bachelor party, when I had first moved to L.A., so I was probably 25 or something. And I was like, okay, my rent is 825. I lived at Melrose and Vine. So jealous. Well, yeah. It was Except for the, not the Melrose and Vine part. The... Yeah. <laughs> ten, it was 10 years ago. And my rent's 825 and I had gone down with, uh, I guess, $200. And I had, I think, 1000 So I was like, technically, you can lose 175 and be fine. Right. Don't lose the full amount. So I'm like, maybe sh- I shouldn't even bring this last $25. I'm analyzing over it. Night one... Free drinks, you know. I used to be I would have one drink when I went out because it's all I could afford. Right. Night one, I wake up the next morning and I'm in the room and they're like, "Pat, where did you go last <laughs> night, dude?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I don't know." And they're like, "You go to the strip club or something?" I was like, "Ah, no. I think I was just gambling. I don't really know." It's like, well, "What were you playing?" We couldn't find you. I'm like, "I don't know." Sure enough, I open my pocket. I have two hundred dollar ATM receipt, two hundred dollar ATM receipt, two hundred dollar ATM receipt, and I'm like. Surely I won something. There's got to be some money. There's in cash somewhere. There's yeah. got to be something. I have nothing. I, I've lost the entire thousand. My rent's, you know, I'm a week from rent. I have oh. no money at all at this point. And I was like, well, fuck, I, I, there's nothing I can do. And I had also had texted a buddy of mine back home that I had just won $1,500 on the machine, which I wouldn't, remember that. I wouldn't have lied about, but I don't remember winning it. So I had it. That means I was up. So not only did I lose the thousand, but an additional fifteen hundred oh. that would have saved my. That's three months rent. <laughs> this is at a time where every dollar was extremely oh, yeah, important. You know, the, uh, 
and I sat there. I the entire trip was ruined. I wound up eating marmalade. We went out to like an IHOP, and I'm scooping marmalade out of the jar, like for sustenance. <laughs> Drunk, but yeah, I had nothing, no money. Ugh. Just a terrible feeling. It's the only time I've ever had to ask my parents for money. Oof. I've Fat. done a couple of bad. I've had a couple of bad beats. I got my uh, my debit card eaten in uh, Aruba, and I didn't want to tell my parents. Like I like f- left it in the machine after I took out four hundred dollars. Okay, and I didn't want to tell my parents, so I took a cash advance out on my credit card. And I was like, oh, Ooh. it was. And you it know, was when you're filling out that ca- that credit card cash advance form, you see that in Vegas too. Yeah, that's somebody who has made mistakes. It's a bad move. Yeah, and I did it. And Why then, is it such a bad move? Interest? The interest is insane. Okay. So if you can pay it off, yeah. I still feel like there's a service fee on top of it anyway, sure. and then the interest is crazy. Yeah. And I went twice because I didn't have a Ooh. debit card. Yeah. And then it was easy to just write out $1,000 to charge to your credit card when I was like fucking 22. Yeah. I so was, it's 1000 and if you don't pay your bill, then it goes up massively. Is what yeah, it keeps, just yeah. keeps... Uh, one time I went with Tiff to the casino and I lost... We were in Puerto Rico. I lost 500 bucks. Yeah. That I took out of the, I'm like, all right, that's all I was going to lose. So the next morning she's like, how much did you lose? I'm like, I lost the $500 at the ATM. Yeah. And then like we come back and we look at the bank statement and I had gone to the ATM four times. Ugh. I only remembered going once. <laughs> and it was just like, whoopsie doodle. It's such a of... stupid thing to put together. It's so easy to fuck that up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I for me, getting high or having a couple drinks is crucial to gambling. Yeah, it's like driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but to me, it takes away that voice going like, but Pat, you know, you... What, why would you what you think what you could do with two hundred dollars? Just go right. buy a nice pair of pants or right, something right, yeah. with it. You love I, pants. I, I I'm obsessed with pants. <laughs> I think I have two pairs of pants total to my name. <laughs> but I shut that voice out. And then you're in a place where like you're confident and you're gambling. I feel like, and this is again just stupid witchcraft shit, but I feel like when I'm in that mindset of blackjack where I'm like, oh, there we go. Another six. Great. Perfect. That's you got to exactly be a little loose because you got to know you're going to lose. You got to yeah. be able to. It's like when, the, when you, you're doing you hear that those where, guys who survive accidents because they yes. were like so unrigid. Exactly. You know, like <laughs> when you're way down and they're giving you shit cards because there's, there's this guy at every table, especially past like 10 o'clock, where he's like, yep, fuck, that's exactly right. Give me a fucking six. That's what I fucking need. Thanks yeah. a fucking lot. Yeah. Yelling and then yelling at people at the table not to uh, do things. And I'm all just, that. I have like, I like to do the passive aggressive, like, Oh, six, that's going to be fun. I think you and I, Margaret, we're going to be pals. You know, I <laughs> yeah. do like all that. Scoring. Then you're having fun with it. When yeah. you get into that thing where you're like so angry, yeah. you will not win. It's like they want to punish you for being right. such an asshole. But also, so this is something I've been working on totally in my life is like yeah. being angry, if you, it doesn't make you win easier. No. So if you if you're not angry when you're losing, at least you've never gotten angry. Exactly. So you're like still my thing losing, is, and now people don't like being around you. I used to assume I would not get something, and pretend like I didn't get it ahead of time, so that yeah. when it didn't happen, I was built up emotionally to handle it. Right. But I don't feel any better after the fact. I can't turn to myself and go, "See, I was right. I wasn't going <laughs> to get that project." Yeah. So, exactly. So I've learned now to at least in the lead up. Enjoy the possibility that it might happen. Right. There's no point in being negative until the no really hits. Yeah. I'm, I'm not being unrealistic. And there's no need to brag about it ahead right. of time either. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like there is such a thing as karma, and these guys who are being assholes, they they'll lose twenty hands and be like, "I can't win a fucking hand at this table," and you're just like, "Then get up." Right. You've the lost. Tw- I'll, you will see a guy lose twenty hands, thirty hands in a row, uh, and he's so incredulous that he's lost. And if each hand is 50 bucks, you're like, 
okay, I can't do the math, but you know, yeah. you know what I mean. That's like a thousand bucks. Get up. Yeah. Go if if go to a different table or go to bed. Yeah. Like stop it. They don't. It, no one has ever been complaining about how much they're losing, and then things turn around and they start winning. Right. Right. The cards have decided you're not going to win. Yeah. You. Right. They really do the 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 cold string of cards or what is that rounders? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of truth to it. And there's you don't so- break out of yeah, it. Yeah, and there's something to there's something to the like um if you don't even get a taste of it, maybe yeah. it's just the sign that it's not supposed to happen. Yeah, of course. Right. Cuz that's the worst is when you burn out like you take you lose $600 at the blackjack table and you're like, I didn't even get like yeah. I, I didn't even get a moment where I was like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I had nothing, no positive shit. Generally, if I lose three hands in a row, I'm looking. I'm looking at leaving. Like uh-huh. if I lose that fourth hand, I'm I'm off the table. Oh wow! And that you'd be surprised that that's not something where you're one of those guys who's hopping up every five minutes, right? Because it's just, hard to lose four in a row. It's hard to lose four in a if row. Playing, and if you do, take that's, a hand. Yeah, that's a bad. Yeah. take a break. Take a yeah. fifty dollar break as you walk to another table. Yeah, exactly. taking five minutes will br- walk you to another table. Right. I get like meet th- new people. I get stressed when I'm one. I don't like a big table of people because uh, there's always a chance someone sucks. Yeah, sure. But then also when you're by yourself. It goes a little too fast. You're yeah. You see in the the new phenomenon there now. I see it so much. Usually Asian dudes. I don't know what that means. Splitting tents, so they'll have two kings. Right. And if it's against, I've saw a guy do it against another ten, and that's when I got up. Right. But splitting those tens to try to get two hands, and they give you like a four and a two. Yeah. It's like what were you doing? No, you just take the you take the W at that moment. It's happening all the time now, and oh. I had never seen it till recently. But there must have been a new book that came out. Right, right. There's like got to be some... the aggressive douches guide to <laughs> right, right. blackjack. Split them, bro. Right, and that's the kind of person who I get playing for yourself, and I think it's stupid when people yell at somebody for how they want to play. Right, but if you're actively trying to fuck up everyone at the table except you. Right. People have kind of a right to get mad. But yeah. again, I go, just all right, up. I'll get up. That's what I do. You can if always so, get up. If someone's being like erratic or hitting, or like yeah. even just like their cigarette keeps getting too close to me, I'm yeah, just like, exactly. my last hand. And I just take my money and go, thank you. Can I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am now need to gamble. This is like watching three hours of Diners and Drivers and Dives and then trying to order food <laughs> safely. I know. I need I'm, to gamble. I'm in the same boat. I, right. When I talk about it, I'm like, I want to do it now. This flexed a certain muscle in me. Yeah. Like it, it's, or scratch an itch is the expression I was looking for. Yeah. Scratch a certain itch getting to talk about it, but I, we need to go soon. We can go play poker Thursday. Oh, let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Um, Pat Walsh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Thanks for fun. having me. I'm, I'm a so big happy. fan. I'm so happy to get to talk to a friend for an hour. That's what I like most about the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like good. Forced to force you to engage with me and tell me your cool stories. That's why I go to therapy. It's somebody has to listen to you and not look at their phone <laughs> right? for an hour. And I'll pay for that privilege. Maybe I need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone could if use I, it. I, I have a lot. feeling, though, if I started doing therapy, I would be like, oh, I don't need to perform anymore. <laughs> I thought the same. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not not the case. Not the case. Sorry, it's it's a help. You it's still help. need it. You still yeah. need it. All right, um, Pat. Where uh, you like anything to play? Where can people shout uh, Vegas tips at us on Twitter? Uh, I am on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Vine, etc. All that shit at the Patrick Walsh. And you're a great Twitter follow. Oh, thank I, you I, very I got much, you the fo- I got the follow after I met you at Sean's, and uh, what yeah. a what a great. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate. it. Very funny. And uh, anything else? Watch Two Broke Girls, or at least buy every box set of DVDs. You don't have to watch <laughs> yeah. them. Uh, I think people know that show is on the air by now. Uh, I am. Uh, I wrote for Crashing, which is the HBO show. It should be out in like January. And I am on. This podcast comes out April 2017. Just. Oh. <laughs> 
I'm for, way ahead. <laughs> for some reason, I am on episode nine of Cameron Crowe's Roadies. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I have a small but not pivotal role. And I have a podcast with my buddy Joe DeRosa, who's an extremely funny stand-up. Love Joe, yeah. Uh, called We'll See You in Hell, where we talk about all kinds of things, but the gist, because it's with Fangoria, is horror, movies. Is horror sci-fi movies, yeah. Oh, awesome. Which I don't, I'm not even a big fan of, so we just kind of yell at each other about various <laughs> things. But well, I, uh, that's I, it. All right. Well, Pat, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, what do as you always, have to plug, Gabrus? Oh, um, I'm at John Gabrus. No H's in John or Gabrus. Yeah. Um, buy yourself some High and Mighty t-shirts um, from the High and Mighty t-shirt store. But more importantly, just tell a friend to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody just tell a friend. If, uh, if you... You know, unless you hate this podcast, then you don't have to tell anyone about it. But then also, don't listen. <laughs> yeah, why would you be two hours into us talking about gambling? Yeah, there's if you a very a specific person who's hate listening. I'm trying to. <laughs> I brought it up on a previous one. I'm like, yeah. I gotta know who hate listens to my podcast because yeah, yeah. I hate listen to some things or hate watch some things. Sure, but that, things. that's douchebags, and I think whether you agree with what we're talking about or not, I don't think we're douchebags. No, no, no. They can't. They couldn't have garnered that by this conversation. No. They, no. they should have no idea. Yeah. Uh, people closer to us, maybe we could be. Then again, does a douchebag ever know he's a douchebag? Yeah. If you look around the table and there's uh, no douche. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we all know what you were trying to yeah, say. The ringers, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the rounders. I don't even know the ringer with Johnny Knoxville <laughs> when he competes in the Special Olympics. My favorite movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did they get away with that movie? <laughs> How would I that wasn't that long ago. I know. Pretending <laughs> to be a mentally handicapped person. I think because they painted him as the bad guy, and they were like, "We'll make." Yeah. This. Well, you know what? To me, that was that was a less offensive movie than like "I Am Sam." Right. That was because upsetting. it's taken itself seriously as well, and it's all about him winning an Academy Award. Yeah, and uh, I thought that Tropic Thunder really took. Yeah, it. that's exactly right. That yeah. movie was exactly right about that. Um, all right, later, shitheads. Oh, they, Tropic Thunder was exactly right. <laughs> Our <laughs> usual sign out. <laughs> Goodbye. <Yeah. laughs> that was a headgum podcast. <laughs>